Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. It's a nice uh, Starbucks cup you got there, Riley. Hey, thanks. It's um, one of the color-changing ones, but like the confetti on the inside is color-changing. Mm-hmm. It came in a set of five, so you don't know which color you're going to get oh. until you put the ice in, because they're all they're all white until, until you put the take the drink in. <laughs> I got the purple one this morning. Uh, you know, they've got those fall drinks out now. They do. In the the heat of August, every day has been 93 degrees here in Huntington, but we have the hot pumpkin drinks. When the the heat index is 103, I like to curl up (laughs) with a nice hot caramel apple macchiato. Apple crisp. Apple crisp, whatever it was, (laughs) that thing. Can you get that stuff like iced? Iced apple I do. That sounds fine. Fine. It's <laughs> fine. fine. It's better iced than the pumpkin stuff iced. Drinking the pumpkin stuff iced just feels wrong. Yeah. Doesn't feel like, like a flavor that should be cold. Oh, people offer you cold cider, you know? I don't, do you want mm. like hot cider or cold cider? Cold cider? I'm just like, nah, I'm just drinking juice. You yeah, that's apple juice. <laughs> that's apple juice. <laughs> that's yeah. apple juice. I mean, unless it's like alcoholic cider. Yeah, no, that's that's good cold, but yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't see the only one of those drinks that I really go in for is the peppermint mocha. That's the only like seasonal thing that everyone and I and I can only handle like maybe one of those a season because they're just so much. <laughs> well, you know, you can order it. You can order it year round, right? No, because they always have peppermint syrup. So literally all you have to ask for is use one of mocha with peppermint syrup in it. Of course, like, again, when it's 100 degrees out, who's like, mm, a hot peppermint mocha is hey, I'm after. I'm not saying when it's this hot. I'm just saying sometimes in October when it gets chilly and all they have is pumpkin stuff, and I'm not a big pumpkin gal, sometimes I'm like, hey, peppermint mocha sounds delicious. I just want coffee. I just want it to taste. I want it to be, like, hard, you know, challenging. I want my coffee to challenge me. Does that make sense? I mean, for you, I don't agree. Yeah. <laughs> I like it to I like it to be something where I take that first sip and go, we're going to get through this together. You know, <laughs> dad, dad always used to strike me as that kind of coffee drinker because uh-huh. he would like just drink black coffee every single morning. And then when I would start coming home, like when I had to move home for COVID and all that stuff, and I would go out and get iced coffees every so often and he would try them and realize like, oh, maybe I like some stuff in it because I don't get the super sweet ones, but mm-hmm. I get like some some flavor, some stuff in there. So now he's a big fan of like vanilla iced coffees or like vanilla sweet cream cold brews from Starbucks. Oh it's very God. funny. <laughs> I'm glad you've turned him on to better coffee practices because his whole routine of uh, he puts out, he gets up and he puts out two <laughs> cups of coffee and he, as he gets ready, he lets them cool so he can chug them as fast as possible. Yeah. Like it's not have an iced coffee, which is nice. It's just let me have hot coffee that has come down to like a tepid temperature so I can chug it as fast as possible and leave in, in a timely manner. In twin manner. mugs. In, in twin he double mugs. fists it in twin mugs. Yep. There's yeah, no I don't. That that's pleasurable. We love you, Dad. He's going to be listening to this as he's editing it for us. It is a wild. I But that's where I got it, though, because like for the longest time, I mean, I can I am still to this day guilty of like in the hospital if I'm working and I'm and I need some caffeine. I will go pour the ice cold coffee from last night's pot at the like one of the nurses stations and just drink it. And it will be like 24 Mm. hours old and cold. And that's fine. That's basically cold brew. And yeah, (laughs) 
Yeah, that's that's what cold brew is, right? <laughs> I've been drinking no. cold brew for years. Tell you right now. You know, they have uh, uh, they have drinks for kids at Starbucks. I mean, I guess they're not for kids, but like they're acceptable. They have cream frappuccinos. Yes. Those they, are the ones without coffee. They do not have coffee. And I um, I was in the drive-thru ordering coffee and I had Charlie with me, actually, and she wanted one of those. And so I ordered it, but I wanted to double check because I'd never ordered that before. So I ordered the drink and then I said, now that doesn't have your vanilla cream bean dream (laughs) frappuccine I don't know that whatever that is it doesn't (laughs) I'm so old it doesn't have any coffee right and she's like no 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 that doesn't come with coffee and I was like cool it's for a kid Uh, that's just why I'm checking and then she said do you want a pup cup and I didn't know what that meant and I said sure (laughs) because you you didn't the need to investigate the context clues you just said yep <laughs> I would like to note for I'm gonna guess about ninety percent of you listening that do know what a pup cup is. Cindy does not have a dog. I no, I didn't know it. I thought it had something to do with a child because I had just at, I had just said I'm getting this drink for a child, and her response was, "Do you want a pup cup?" And so I'm thinking like, well, maybe it's their cute little nickname for like maybe like Starbucks nickname, not the person, but like Starbucks cute little nickname for like a cup for kids that like has a special lid that won't spill or so. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) And so I pull up to the window and she has this little like plastic cup, like a teeny little plastic cup. Like shot glass size. Yeah. Full of whipped cream. Yeah. And so she hands me my drinks and I point at it and I'm like, is that for me? (laughs) She says, no, it's for a dog. (laughs) And I went... Okay, and drove away as quickly as I could. <laughs> I'll never go to that Starbucks again. No. Um, what happened, I realized at that moment, the car behind me ha- must have had a dog because there was a dog barking very loudly the entire time I was ordering. And so I think the person on the other end of the intercom thought that there was a dog in Who's my car. Dog? But it was a dog in the car behind me. And so it was for that. So, so that dog did get a pup cup. Now, I don't know if the owner wanted to give their dog whipped cream. I made that decision for their dog. <laughs> that is what a pup cup is. is a free cup of whipped cream for dogs, not for kids. But Charlie they, was so disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I just am surprised they, they make you show proof of dog. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if dog was in the way back of your car? Like, or at home. Yeah, yeah, I would have lied and just said, I got a dog at home and then let my kid eat a cup of whipped cream. So it was good, really, at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, her, her bean cream cream frappuccino already had whipped cream on top. So Charlie was shocked when I told her, like, she was like, what just happened? And I explained once I figured out what, what it all happened. And she was like, mommy, you lied and said we had a dog. I was like, I didn't mean to. She was like shocked and horrified. Like, I can't believe you put us in a situation where we were known liars. They saw we were liars. We had no dog. I was like, I didn't know what a pup cup was. <laughs> How often do people try to get the free pup cup without a dog that they have to be like super vigilant about? That? <laughs> if anyone works at Starbucks and would like to fill us in, is that a problem? People lying about having a dog to get a free shot glass full of whipped cream. And is this an actual policy? What if I pulled up? And said, I have a dog at home. I'm on my way home from school. Whatever. 
can I get a pup cup for them? Are they really going to, is that really a policy to say no? I bet there, I mean, I bet we could look, I bet there is a policy one one way or the other, right? Like one way or the other, there must be. That just feels like one of those, uh, it's it's above your pay rate to even bother with it. Like I don't, you don't, sure. You say you have a dog. It is a, it is a small cup of whipped cream. (laughs) It's not worth Mm -hmm. me fighting with somebody at the drive-thru. Well, and it had already been dispensed. So like, I know what whipped cream does if you leave it too long. You can't, like, you can't save that. You can't reuse it. Although, there, like I said, there, I do believe there was a dog in the car behind me based on there, the noises. It was either that <laughs> or someone was listening to, <laughs> listening to a CD that was just a dog barking. What, uh, what just, if the car behind you didn't want to give their dog whipped cream and that girl just was left there with a cup of whipped cream because you told her you wanted a puff cup but you don't have a dog? And she got to eat it. I don't know. So you should have just had Charlie start barking from the back seat, and maybe you could have pulled it off. <laughs> Pretend to be a dog, yeah. quick! You want the whipped cream? You have to be a dog. It gives off very much the same energy as when I was probably about Charlie's age, and I went with you and Justin um, to get a party tray of nuggets. And yeah. as Justin was picking them up, he was running away, going, "We're not having a party. It's just the three of us." I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dog. I'm giving my child a cup of whipped cream. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about this week, Taylor. No, no. Uh, but it is nice. Um, uh, this week we're talking about uh, Poe, not not the Edgar Allen, but the uh, musical artist. Uh, uh, Poe is her stage name. Her real name is Anne Danielewski. Um and uh, she had two major albums one that came out in 95 one that came out in 2000 the first was hello and the second was haunted and i was a big fan of them both as was i i feel like hello was the one that sort of i I might have heard on the radio some of the songs or i had like in tv shows especially teen shows of the time i feel like hello showed up in some of those shows um but uh haunted was the one that i really let i re-listen to so many times and then to this day it is one of my go-to like when i'm working or something and i want music on i i play it yeah yeah i, I agree I, I think that there were more maybe like mtv friendly like music video hits mm-hmm. off of hello but mm-hmm. haunted was like a it was a whole thing <laughs> yes i had a uh, never heard of poe and experienced oh. um this music until this week ever which seems odd um that i wouldn't have like peripherally been exposed to it yeah i was convinced it would be like one of those things like i'll turn it on and this will sound like oh i've heard this before no i did very much enjoy it um i i will agree that haunted i very similar vibes from both of the albums but Mm -hmm. something about haunted's production style that just was more my more my speed um i got more into that album but it's like a composed story in the way yeah. that I mean I'm not saying Hello isn't, but I feel like Haunted is even more so. Yeah, you know, it's more of a like concept the album. Yeah, yeah, it all fits together, and it has like the the sound clips from. Is that really her dad? That's what I was going to ask. What those were? Well, so I mean the the prompting for Haunted is that she found a bunch of old audio tapes of her dad talking, and it was really hard for her to listen to them. But from that came the the album i'm not sure if some if the actual clips used are of him though Mm -hmm. or if it's just inspired by that 
because they do fit very well. So unless she just wrote songs straight off of like what he was saying, you know. And the the one yeah. at the end of the song, Haunted, which I think was one of my favorites. I started with like the most popular songs on Spotify. It'll show you like the most downloaded. And then I went through the albums. Um, that was, that sounded like it was sampled from TV show, movie. I don't know, mm-hmm. something more old timey at the very end. Because it was like a little girl's voice oh, yeah. at the end of yeah. Haunted. Um, but I enjoyed that. It, uh. I, of course, you knew it was going to happen. It does give me very much Taylor Swift vibes of all of, it, <laughs> of all of it being a story, just in the sense that like her recent albums, not like all of Taylor Swift, but like mm-hmm. telling a, a, a story with the music, more of like like you said, like a concept album. Yeah. I get into that. Um, now, the Haunted was written, uh, now, and I don't know the order of events. So Poe's brother, Mark Danielewski, wrote the book House of Leaves and Haunted, the album, goes along with a lot of the themes and ideas in House of Leaves. Or Did they do that together? Was one first? Do you know I would, similar ideas and then they each created their own media? Yeah, I was reading up on that because it sounds like she was working on her album first and then his book sort of came along. But there are like like the titles like Exploration B or like Five and a Half Minute Hallway. Like these are exact, mm-hmm. these are things that are talked about in the book like there are whole other things so i i would imagine that they were directly influenced by each other she was a big uh like big encourager of her brother's writing like she really helped him get his stuff out there and done and like she had more success obviously than he did beforehand so she very much used her platform as a musician to get him out there like you know the record there's a recording of hey pretty where he's reading a passage of the book during it and like she's the one who put that together to like have that be played and you know definitely help promote him with her music I've heard that recording that's a really good one yeah now I will say I mean that that would be a bigger thing to bring to the table Riley but I feel like for as much as you love the the weird puzzles involved in Taylor Swift's music you would actually really like that book because it is just one big weird puzzle (laughs) I have heard of this book before which was weird to me that I definitely heard of the book I've never read it but I had never heard of the music because they are so closely connected and also mm-hmm. written by like siblings. Um, but I have heard of the book and it's been on my list of one to read for a good while. I will have to read that at some point. I have it. It takes a while like to get to it. You kind of have to like read it and digest it and come back to it. But I think you'd enjoy it. It's um in the parlance of today. Mm-hmm. It's a mood. I would say it's a mood. It's a mood. Well, it's also <laughs> now I, I think considered what a hypertext. Like, that, what does that mean? It's like a story within a story that like oh. references back on itself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I gotcha. I see what yes. you mean. Yeah. Um, I I actually think if you want to go with more of the the today vernacular, you should maybe go with vibe oh, mm. instead of mood. It's oh. a vibe. It is. I mean, the it it's one of those like the book, and I would say the same was true for me for Haunted the album that it takes you somewhere emotionally and like it's not always a comfortable place to be like it kind of leaves you there (laughs) stranded in that feeling so you have to be careful how much I always had to be really careful like the mood I was in when I engaged with both of those media because like they could sometimes just put my brain in a place where I'm like oh okay I don't know how much longer I want to be here (laughs) and not in a bad way I mean like I think I think really if art can make you do that that is a beautiful, powerful thing. It's just sometimes you're like, can I go back to happy yet? 
That's very much my vibe of media, though. Mm. Like, I, I get very much into the more dark stuff. Mm-hmm. So, the yeah. spooky stuff. Yeah. And, like, I know I know, Haunted is, is music, and it's not, like, actual, like, spooky, like, text that can, like, put you in that in that vibe, if you will. Um, but it definitely did give off very much the same mm-hmm. the same kind of feeling. And I, I really like that. Yeah. Well, and I do think that is, I think that there is sort of a pathway through the album that is dealing with this sort of ghost of her father and it ends with sort of an exorcism. There's kind of a a piece towards the end that's a bit of a weird, creepy cacophony and then it comes out the other end with some songs that feel more resolute. So I do think that there is a story about a haunting. There is a scary story being told. It's just being told in a different way. It's being told with this mm-hmm. music and, you know, this young woman sort of confronting her... her father who's grief. passed on and your grief mm-hmm. yeah also adulthood you know loss of innocence mm-hmm. um there are a lot of songs on that album that i re-listen to over and over and over again it is it is kind of spooky though i don't like it's one of those i don't play when i'm hanging out with the kids because i feel like <laughs> it, it makes sense yeah especially charlie it would freak her out <laughs> yeah cooper would probably dig it it's the kind of of music that i like because it reminds me of show tunes in the way that it's not necessarily written to have like a catchy hook like a lot of like modern music or like more pop music it a lot of the times it ends up having one but it's more so written based around like the story it's trying to convey mm-hmm. and the feel it's trying to give off um that's why i like taylor swift that's why i like show tunes that i like this a lot because it felt that way very much like it wasn't necessarily designed to be you're going to have this chorus in your head for weeks kind of music, but um, focused on like the lyrics, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I, that's consistent. I think of both albums, her, her lyrics are mm-hmm. really powerful. I, when I, I was listening back to hello and thinking about like, I was listening to this when I was like eighth, ninth grade and really like, to use the word vibing with it, which is kind of funny uh-huh. in retrospect. Cause like I was a child and I'm like, yeah, these songs about like, how hard your life is or just they're very violent on hello some of the mm-hmm. songs uh-huh. like, that was, yeah it was a heck of an album to just be like oh this is this is my happy place yeah the, i mean when you consider that like the verse of what is it angry johnny of mm-hmm. that starts out with i want to kill you mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it just goes on to describe all the ways that you could you could kill him but yeah which but is also sexual pose- too yeah it's Poe's most downloaded song on Spotify. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Not Hello? No. Uh, if you look on, on her Spotify page, the five most downloaded are Angry Johnny by a good amount than Haunted, Hey Pretty, Hello, and Trigger Happy Jack. Well, I think Angry really? Johnny was a popular music video. Okay. Mm. That's interesting. Um... I feel like Hello, and I don't know, I'd have to Google this. I bet that this is true. I feel like Hello was the one that permeated that time period the most because, like, the song Hello, not just the album. Um, because I swear to you, it had to, it, it must have been on some of those teen shows I watched. A lot of these were. They were on heavy rotation on MPV and they were in various teen shows. I mean, like, Trigger Happy Jack was another one that was a, a breakout hit off of Hello. Another one with a with a very... I think sort of iconic and edgy, you know, can't talk to a psycho like a normal human being. Like, mm-hmm. you know, 
when I was 13. I was like, yeah. <laughs> this does feel like the same time period where you were like super into Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, played a lot of Silent Hill. I mean, that was definitely like this was this was my jam. It was violent and <laughs> spooky and that was everything that I liked. <laughs> and that has only changed a little. <laughs> yeah, I think I just that never went away. I, I now like have days where I engage with like things that aren't violent or spooky, but you know, it's still my baseline. <laughs> Um, I have a, a question very quickly that will date me and make me sound mm-hmm. like I'm a child. It says that uh, the Angry Johnny music video was heavily played on MTV's Alternative Nation. Mm-hmm. What? What is that? Was that like a just like an alternative channel they had that where they played music videos or, or I think, a section? I guess uh, not just channel. a section okay. on the channel, like a, a block of programming. Okay, yeah, maybe that's why it was more popular yeah that makes sense i mean because we're also talking about like a time period where mtv was still gigantic Mm -hmm. like that is how you i mean that's that's how you learned about music that's how you learned about new artists that's how you that's uh, i still can't actually digest that information that a tv channel exposed you (laughs) to music really (laughs) it's just so weird i it's a very foreign concept to me (laughs) i still remember the day that i went to i was in seventh grade and i went to class and we were all talking about that alanis morissette video when there's the four girls in the car and i didn't know that they were all alanis and i was so embarrassed (laughs) because (laughs) of course they're all alanis it's ironic and they're all four alanis and i didn't know that and yeah, well, I wow. still remember that moment. Everybody laughing at me when I said, "Oh, it's all the same girl." <laughs> well, I was going to say this. Uh, this album actually predates TRL by a couple years. Uh, hello, oh. so TRL didn't start oh. till '98, and this came out in '95. But that was, you know, even that that felt like old MTV. But that that came along afterwards. Wow. Um, I want to talk more about about Poe and and what it meant to you, Tay. But before we do that. Let's check the group message. Uh, Riley? Yes? uh, Can I invite you in this group message today to tell us um, all about how your hair looks so great? Oh, well, thank you. I I often don't share my secrets, but I will with all of you. And my secret is function of beauty. Well, how does it work? What do you do? Well, let me tell you. You know I love a good you know I love a good interactive quiz. Sometimes I lose hours of my life doing online quizzes, mm-hmm. um, and that's why Function of Beauty appealed to me because they have a little quick but thorough quick quiz where you tell them about your hair type: straight, wavy, curly, coily, um, and the goals for your hair. So you want to lengthen, you want to volumize, maybe oil control, all those kinds of things. What your hair needs are because all of them are different. Um, then after you fill out that quiz, Function of Beauty will send you your 100% customized formula along with a regimen card with recommendations on when and how to use your products, which I will say was most helpful to me as someone who did not realize there's probably a better way to wash your hair than just like every single day. And, and you know, I didn't know how much conditioner or shampoo to use. I didn't know what temperature of water is best to wash your hair, that kind of stuff. Um And this little customized regimen card will tell you, again, what's best for your hair type and what your hair goals are. And they just launched their best-in-class subscriber program, Function with Benefits. Subscribers get discounts on every order, a free treatment, and more. So, Tay, if our listeners also want to check out Function of Beauty, what should they do? 
turn your good hair days into a good hair life. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash buffering to let them know you heard about it from our show and get 20% off your order. Once again, that's functionofbeauty.com slash buffering. All right. And uh, we've got a Jumbotron this week. Yay. Yes, This is for Tori and it is from Chase. And Chase writes, I feel so lucky. It is frankly obscene. We figured out how to be friends. Easy. We figured out how to be partners. Also easy. We figured out how to live together. Very easy. We figured out how to have a dog and cats. Not as easy. And we figured out how to plan a wedding. To be determined. So in the words of President Bartlett, what's next? Hey, I love that West Wing reference at the end there. Okay, I was like, I don't, I don't know that yeah. president. <laughs> I've watched West Wing three times all the way through, so... I'll make you all at some point. Congrats. <laughs> no, congrats but to Tori and Chase. Yes. Definitely congrats to them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I hope the wedding was beautiful, wonderful, everything you could have dreamed. I'm sure it was. Yeah. And we wish you all the happiness. Now, Taylor, we started to get into it, but um, why specifically would, like, would you say Poe was so important? Because I know I have, I, I could answer that question too. Like I have my own reasons because it was very meaningful to me too. I'm, but. I mean, definitely. I want to ask you. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, where did I even find out about Poe? And it's funny. I think I, um, uh, oh gosh. What was it? What was it? What was the thing we used to download illegal music? Napster? Napster. Napster. I, I I downloaded uh, Angry Johnny on Napster randomly by just like probably Googling like girl music or angry girl music <laughs> or something. Yeah. I'm not Googling yeah. actually, searching in the Napster no. thing because there was descriptions. But um, uh-huh. And like that led me to Hello. And I like liked Hello. It was something that I would kind of listen to. But it was really Haunted that was the album that made me love Poe. And I mean, it was just that. It was that it was... It was a story. I always cared more for lyrics than necessarily like the the musicality of something. And the lyrics were so strong. I liked mm-hmm. that it was an experience, you know, that you could like even all the middle bits, like the the weird spooky stuff. Like it just you know made me want to draw or write or create. It was just a very like dense inspirational album for me. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That was I, I've always felt that way about music. That if the lyrics don't, if I can't connect with the lyrics, no matter how good it sounds, it it doesn't resonate with me as much. Um, that's why I've never gotten into classical music. I need words. There's no lyrics. <laughs> I know it makes me feel so like bad about myself. Like there, I have a deficiency that I can't. <laughs> I can't get into classical music, but I need words. Yeah. Well, I like, okay. That's always I've always felt about like very intense like hardcore music where you can't it's just screaming and you can't understand it i'm like i don't i can't i can't sing along mm-hmm. to this that or like jazz when it's just the music and no lyrics sometimes it makes my brain too busy it's just like this cacophony of noise and i'm like i need words stop <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so people work to that stuff and for me it's like no it's more distracting that you're not talking that's how i study Really? I have to listen to like classical or jazz or something like that because lyrics, if I know the songs, then I just start singing them in my head. And then I'm realizing like I'm no longer studying constitutional law. Now I am just repeating the Taylor Swift lyrics over in my head a dozen times. That's not helpful. 
I need I need my brain to be doing several things at once to focus on one thing. Does that make sense? No. Okay. I, I, I can't draw. I, I'll always have like a movie on up in the corner of my screen when I'm drawing on my tablet. And I'm rarely watching the movie, but I need it there. Mm-hmm. I need something moving. And then I can focus on my drawing. And sometimes the news will be playing in the other room. <laughs> I'm the same when I'm researching. Uh, I, I have to have like, I'll have mash on usually. And then sometimes music or like one or the other. Uh, yeah, sometimes both. I. I have to have multiple things happening and I'll have like a messenger up where I'm also having a conversation with somebody. <laughs> this probably like, means something about our brains, Sydney. Not something yeah. bad, but definitely something. Something. Yeah. So, something that we never took the time to figure out. But like, see, we, we just had to troubleshoot it on our own. <laughs> <laughs> see, how many things do I need to turn on yeah. for maximum level of efficiency? I, I don't, neither of us have ever been tested for ADHD. There may be. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah. That's, but um but anyway my classical music yes (laughs) that is what justin does that's what he always says why don't you just do this i'm like no 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 no. (laughs) can't do that there's some good lo-fi beats on youtube that work too um but anyway back to poe uh taylor i think i heard about poe from you because it's funny and i just when we were talking i think i just made this connection when you first played the song angry johnny for me i thought it was a song about johnny the homicidal maniac (laughs) And I think when I listened to some of the more some of the other songs from Hello, I also connected it to that because it was about like murder and yeah. stuff. And I was like, oh, OK, well, it's what this Taylor likes all this these weird murdery things. And <laughs> here's another weird murdery thing. I mean, it might have been how I found it, too. Like, it's hard to say, but it was definitely that that was definitely the same time period when I was when I was buying the single issues of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac at Hot Topic. <laughs> <laughs> And that that really it's funny because that so I listened to Hello and I liked some of the songs. They weren't in heavy rotation for me. I don't think I ever owned you owned the CD. Yeah, Yeah, you definitely did. I did not Um, because there were there were some CDs that I think maybe even both of us owned. Or at least we shared a lot more because Haunted, I know I had on my CD player as much as as you would have because that was one that like. I know, CD player. I had on my CD player as much as you had on yours. <laughs> Sorry. <it's> just... <laughs> I, I logically understand that these technologies existed. I also had a CD player, but I was like seven. <laughs> yeah, I still have my I, I, I still have my post CDs in my giant book of CDs that I take from apartment to apartment without a CD player. <laughs> you never know. Listen, the, if there's one thing the last year and a half have, has taught us, it's that life is unpredictable. Yeah. And you might need your CDs again. I don't know. Um, I have haunted the CD, too. So I I don't know when. I don't know how we both got a copy. But obviously, we both liked it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, because it wasn't. I mean, obviously, like songs like the, ty- the, the titular song, Haunted, it's spooky. Mm-hmm. It's It's cool. It's atmospheric. And like songs like wild was really that was one of my favorites yeah um, but there were also like some upbeat songs that are really like like walk the walk you know when you're once again a young teenager and here's a song about like walk to the beat of your own drum you're very much like yes mm-hmm. I I got lo- it. those are the ones that i loved that those are the ones that connected with me a lot yeah uh, especially wild i used to listen to that one over and that was on so many mixes that i would make from there forward wild was on a ton of them mm-hmm 
and walk the walk came on while I was literally walking on campus. It came on like my <laughs> shuffle and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. And th- there is, and also like, I will say, thinking about how old we were when these albums came out, not a virgin anymore. <laughs> I used to skip it when I was in the car with other people. I was embarrassed to listen to that song. We're like, no, we can't listen to that one. <laughs> oh, I listened to it because it yeah, was like, it. yeah, that's right. Listen, this is, this is hardcore. This is intense. <laughs> listen to these lyrics in your face. <laughs> I'm a grown-up now. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same way I listened to uh, Leather on Tori Amos's Little Earthquakes. Yeah. 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 It starts off, I... look, I'm standing naked before you. Hey, deal with this. <laughs> Nudity. Sex. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> See, I like those songs, but I wouldn't listen to them around other people. That was, you know, embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but then, like, at the end, the, the combo at the end... Uh, amazed and if you were here i think you're truly beautiful like touching sad songs and that's mm-hmm. that sort of post exorcism resolution i was talking about that i just i love they, they both make me want to cry but i love both of those songs a lot they really do and i am have been surprised how well this is aged as i've aged not not just in like terms of the year and the culture but like as as a 38 year old woman how much some of these songs still mean to me and how much I connect with them, I, I think is really impressive because a lot of the stuff I feel like that I talk about on the show that I bring to talk about here is stuff that really connected with me when I was a teenager or a young adult. But like as I've gotten older, I still love and appreciate, but I can't really, you know, I mean, it, it's it's nostalgic, but it's not immediate. It doesn't have that sort of like continuing relevance. Mm-hmm. Um I thought amazed I put on a mix when I was pregnant and Aww. gave birth because it made me like I know it's not about a child like having a baby but it it made me it gave me that image like it made me feel that way about the way I feel about my kids this is this is a good a lot of it was a good explanation and um I still can't listen to if you were here unless I'm in the right frame of mind because it makes me it made me sad it makes me so sad but not like bad like bad sad right like like a good sad in the way that like I will listen to it again because it brings out those emotions, but not in a way where it's like, oh, I didn't want to feel that way. Why'd you do that to me? Like, oh, this mm-hmm. is touching. I don't know. It always makes me think of like our grandparents that we've lost, you know, like. That's exactly. That's a, that's uh, which is why <laughs> which is why only sometimes sometimes I have to stop before I get there on the CD because I'm like, not today. Yeah, not today. I can't I can't go there. But yeah, I mean, that's exactly um and I don't know, and that, I think that's such a cool thing when an artist can do that. When I listened to Haunted the first time, I guarantee you I didn't have that reaction to that song. I, my, I'm, I'm sure I thought it was pretty. Mm-hmm. But like now as an adult, I'm finding new things in that music. And I, I think that's so impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like looking back on it. It's more that I'm like, wow, I can't believe that I was so into this when I was so young and hadn't experienced any life. Because if you, I mean, I do think that the album really paces itself as like going through one's life. You know, you have Mm -hmm. the kind of introduction and then you have the sort of the, you know, the rebellious songs, the more upbeat songs, like the kind of heart, there's a heartbreak song, you know, it's like, it's, there's, there's this whole life that it's sort of pacing through, which I never really noticed until listening back to it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am. You know, what's interesting. I I feel like that 
Poe was very much uh, like part of the trend of like the mid 90s. Like, I feel like a lot of people were probably listening to this music and in touch with this. But I don't know, like, the lasting impact. Like, does everybody still listen to these CDs? Was this? I don't know. Because, I mean, as far as I know, is she, she she's not making music anymore or anything, is she? No, there's a, a, some stuff happened with her contract. Um, there was, like, a merger and something fell through the cracks and she, like, lost her contract, had a bunch of money problems. Like, a bunch of stuff happened after Hello, like, shortly after Hello came out and while Hello still should have been being promoted that kind of mm. threw a wrench into the works. And, I mean... She's done a lot of work on, like, other soundtracks. You know, she's written for other things. Um, but she hasn't had another major release since 2000. She's hmm. she's done things. There's, like, there's a really creepy music video you can find on YouTube that's called, like, September 30th, 1955. And it's just her singing the same phrase over and over again over these, like, clips. It's came out a couple years ago. But, like... So she's been around. She's been doing some spooky stuff, but no, no more albums. It's it's interesting because they really um, it's a shame they didn't promote it more because both albums bring in those sort of other elements. They're not just songs, you know, there's there's other stuff happening, whether they're recordings or like weird little like just sounds like you said, like some, you know, dissonance here and there and things. And and this, the songs are recorded to reflect sort of different styles and feels and moods. It's a lot more of an art piece than just here's a song. Play the song, next song, next song. You know, it's obviously there's a lot more going on. You can feel that artistry. And it's a shame there wasn't more to come from that or that mm-hmm. couldn't become more mainstream because it's a really cool vibe. And I appreciate that when you can find that in music. I mean, I think I think that might be part of the answer, though, right? Because she's often lumped in with like, like during that time period, she was lumped in with like Alanis Morissette and like Gwen Stefani, Sarah McLaughlin. But I think Gwen Stefani, Alanis Morissette, and Sarah McLaughlin all write much more mainstream music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it, it is a bit more digestible. There's not the weird stuff in between, and I think that that's what set Poe apart, but also kind of limited her from mainstream appeal, which maybe she didn't want, you know. Mm-hmm. I will say this this album though feels very much like something that Gen Zers on TikTok would discover now and like <laughs> share on a TikTok and be like, You won't believe this like underground indie music I found. Riley, you can <laughs> Not in a bad way either. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like I feel like it's something that a more modern generation of people that listen to this kind of music would really get into because it's like people trying to distance themselves from the mainstream stuff that they don't like. I feel like they would really get into this, but it just seems like it's the kind of thing that I definitely really like. I just wasn't aware of it. It just seems like people just don't know it exists. Yeah. Would the, do you think like, which album do you think more? Cause the thing about, I think the thing that's hard about haunted as much as I love it, I feel like you have to almost listen to the whole listen to yeah. it in context to to really appreciate it. Now there are songs I think you can pull out and listen to one off and they still are good and but I think it is so composed as a piece that to really appreciate it you'd have to listen to the whole thing to get it. Yeah. Um hello I do think you could pull songs off. Yeah. Well it had singles. Did Haunted have any singles that came out before the album came out? Uh Hey Pretty was a single. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cuz I read that 
Hello had um, Angry Johnny and Hello both were singles off that album it feels like you could pull songs off of that a lot more easily does that vibe is that still like does gen z appreciate that um angry murdery vibe because that (laughs) that sort of like well i mean you know what i mean like that sort of like really dark yes kind of thing in the 90s as we as we discussed last week with don't tell mom the babysitter's dead (laughs) the idea of that was just fine like nobody was particularly upset or disturbed by that um But I feel like we've gone through a long stretch of culture where that's not something that could be light or just sort of tossed in as like a commentary or something like it would be too upsetting and disturbing because that's just not where we are. Like the the, the psyche, especially the American psyche, is not there the way it was in the 90s yeah. where everybody was sort of like nihilistic and whatever and we're all going to die anyway. I don't care. Like that was the 90s. <laughs> Yeah, more or less. <laughs> everyone, I will say, everyone I, I see on TikTok, and I keep saying Gen Zers and kids because all of the people I'm exposed to that are popular on TikTok are all younger than me. And I think they are all actually kids. Um, they're all into like true crime stuff, like the kind of thing I'm also into, mm, or like murder shows, murder shows, or like um, like Criminal Minds, like the like the fictional murder shows. So it feels like the kind of thing that people would get into Hmm. i don't know but i I do agree that songs off of hello i think could maybe be introduced on their own individually and have a wider appeal as like single songs Mm -hmm. um whereas haunted i agree you kind of need to listen to the whole thing gotta get but it's worth it yeah Yeah. get that get that poe revival going so so she can tour again or something (laughs) Use oh, it. Man. Use one of her songs as a sound on TikTok. See what happens. I would. I would so go see Poe. I bet that show would be so weird and cool. And um, has she toured it all recently, affected. or done shows or anything? I don't believe so. And not like pandemic recently. I mean, like yeah. pre when shows were safe. I, I don't think so at all. Hmm. She's. Yeah, I agree. It'd she's be a good just show. so interesting. I would. I. I would. I would watch anything or listen to anything. Just. I just think. It's just so different and interesting and creative and a and a she has like a viewpoint. Um very much like the book House of Leaves, which I would also recommend. It's like it is its own thing. It is an experience. It is not just something you read. It's a, similar to this, it's not just like music, like songs. These are this is more than just a collection of songs. The book is more than just like a book. Yeah. I, just, I mean that literally too. Like it it's written in weird patterns and oh, like i love you, that yeah like it's not just oh, type on page I gotta read that yeah and it literally is like it's you're reading a book that is like the the editor's notes on a book that's interpreting another book that's based off of a film mm-hmm. and none of this stuff actually exists <laughs> man i gotta read that it's yeah. really cool i wonder it's if really this cool. i wonder if this book has blown up on book talk it is an enduring uh, popular book, I feel like, you know. I, yeah. It comes I, up a lot in like weird literary circles. I think you're right. And I, I also feel like that, that there is a generation of us where everyone read that book. Like, yeah. I, most, I mean, Justin and I independently read that book. Oh, he read and a lot of most of too. our friends had read it too. Like, it was very popular. Um, he I don't know. a follow up book too, a companion book. Oh, the. Whale Stow letters, yeah, oh. yeah. That's like it, it's sort of a it builds out on the book. 
got to read this. It's 709 pages. I was hoping it was a little bit shorter, maybe short enough I could read in a weekend. Mm. Well, a lot of... Some of the pages are really dense. Some of the pages will have, like, a dot on them. Okay. And they're also... There's a whole photo se- section. So there's a lot of it that's kind of, okay. you know... But I would recommend not digesting it all in a weekend. You'll, you'll hey. feel weird. <laughs> I watch lots of murder shows all the time. <laughs> My brain, I think, is I mean, always in that state. I don't know. May- maybe not. I, you, maybe you won't have that. No, I know what you mean. I, I feel that books can have that impact on me, at least, and on people more than shows, just because, I mean, it's like music. Like, mm-hmm. it's like all you're experiencing, if you're really listening to music, it's just like everything. If you're reading a book, if you're watching something, it's easier to, like, fall in and out of it. Mm-hmm. But I found that music and books both have that same effect maybe that's why the album and the book tie together so well mm-hmm. and they are you know they they aren't necessarily telling the same story but i do think it's it's interesting and, and kind of beautiful in a sad way that they're both i think trying to investigate a relationship with a father figure mm-hmm. the book definitely is and i think it's clear that the album is and it's you know especially considering their siblings mm-hmm. i think in a way there's there's both an, an understanding here of trying to interpret their own familiar relationships so so they really do work as a very beautiful companion to each other maybe i'll save it for like a thanksgiving break or winter break book (laughs) when i have like a week or two it's it's like i would i would put them up there with other like works of art that are really beautiful and you can share but are also like working through grief in a Mm. way that other people can connect to like the babadook of course (laughs) or or john wick Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm Yes, the two examples. The Babadook and John Wick, just like House of Leaves and Haunted. Yes. If I ever taught a class, in a, like an English class, it would be the Babadook and John Wick. Meditations on grief. grief through media. <laughs> I like Honestly, that. that would be pretty, a pretty good class. <laughs> I don't think they'd let me do that since I don't no. have a degree or any sort of training or expertise in that. And I neither just of like those it. are books. <laughs> Well, that's true. It'd be a film class. There you, go. <laughs> you might need to have a couple other movies involved there. Yeah. Can it just be a media class? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Taylor, I'm really, I'm really happy that you had yeah, us listen you. to Poe because I always love talking about Poe and um, not as many people know about the music in my life day to day. So, well, then I think if you, if you haven't heard of her before, you should check her out. Like, they're, they're only those two albums, but they're readily available and they're very good. Thank mm-hmm. you for uh, giving it a re-listen. Yeah, of course. And I had never heard it before, and I very much enjoyed experiencing it for the first time. Oh, so, good. Yeah. I really want to go break out Silent Hill 2 now and put Poe on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Scare myself. <laughs> go go pick up a new t-shirt at Hot Topic first. I know. I'm going to get to put on my, my squee shirt and <laughs> play violent video games. <laughs> uh, Riley. Yes. You're you're next, and I'm by next. the time we do the next show, you will be 21 years old. Well, by the time this episode oh, no. is released to the public, I'll be 21 years old. That's true. That's true. And by the time we record the next one, I'll be 21. My birthday's in like what three days? Happy early birthday! Thank you. Um, as as a gift to myself, I want to talk about I think my favorite movie, maybe ever, definitely my favorite animated movie, and that's Tangled. All right. Yes. That starts with also, the birthday. It's also about her birthday. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I want to talk about it. Yay. Yay. Well, good. 
And you'll finally, uh, in our next episode, you can tell us what you think of alcohol for the first yeah. time. Finally, yes. Yeah. Give us a review of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> in general. The concept. I'm assuming White Claw. Yeah, probably. Right. <laughs> Is that going to be your first drink? Yeah. <laughs> that was. We saw that coming. That yeah, was predictable. It makes sense. Yeah. All Put right. A candle well. in it. There you go. <laughs> uh, well, thank you both. Um, thank you, listeners. You should check out Poe if if you haven't. It's really super enjoyable to listen to. Um, and you should check out MaximumFun.org, and there because there are lots of great shows there. And you can email us at stillbuffering at MaximumFun.org, and you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. Happy birthday to you. Not yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. Early birthday to you. <laughs> You'll be 21 soon. Can't drink some boobs. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's good. Yay. <laughs> If you're sick of constantly arguing with the people closest to you about topics that really aren't going to change the world, we're here to take that stress off of your shoulders. We take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal. That's right, Hal. If you have a subjective question that you want answered objectively once and for all time for all of the people of the world, questions like, who's the best Disney villain, Mac or PC, or should you put ketchup on a hot dog? That's why we're here. Yes, I get that these are the biggest questions of our time, and we're often joined by special guests like Nathan Fillion, Orlando Jones, and Paget Brewster. So let Mark and Hal take care of it for you on We Got This with Mark and Hal, weekly on Maximum Fun. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.